1: What's up, everyone? This is the Go Long Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, for watching, wherever, however. We are here at Fatty Beer Company. And by we, I mean myself. It's a solo podcast. Uh, you'll be seeing and hearing from Jim Bonus very soon, hopefully in person, Sunday, 2 o'clock. Fatty Beer Company, Orchard Park, New York, right on North Buffalo Street, where I'm sitting here outside of at this very moment. We're going to have a go-long, shindig, extravaganza party of all parties. Well, we'll see how many people show up. We want you to be here. We just want to meet as many listeners, as many readers as possible. would greatly appreciate it if you're able to uh, come on over 2 o'clock Sunday ahead of the night game between the Green Bay Packers and the Buffalo Bills. It's no secret. We skew Bills here. We skew Packers here. That's where our bread is buttered, and we greatly appreciate all of you for listening and reading. And I know anecdotally I've heard from a lot of people out there in Wisconsin and around the country who are Packer fans that are making the trip to western New York. So, uh, hey, it's actually going to be a little bit warmer than it is right now. I'm sitting out here in 50 degrees. It's looking like it's going to warm up this weekend. So let's have some fun, watch some football, throw back a beer or two. Nick Fatty, the man behind it all, is also – going to be in the house just bumped into him and i don't think he's kidding i think jim monas the the better half of this podcast means it when he says he's going to buy your first beer so get a beer from jim here's some old bill stories also i will have this book you're looking at right now the blood and guts how tight ends Save football to sell and sign if you'd like to support this project it would be unbelievably appreciated You can talk some Gronk, some Shockey, maybe share a, a story or two that couldn't make the book because there was plenty, but yeah, this book is jam-packed with everything you love about football, and, and like I've said many times over on the podcast, it really is so much more than football. It's, it's, a, it's a book that has us kind of staring in the mirror and examining our own lives. That's what Jackie Smith, Rob Krakowski, even Dallas Clark, Jimmy Graham, they have that effect, so thank you everybody for ordering. If you pre-ordered, hopefully you have your book. If you don't reach out to me, uh, I, I put in a word that we have to get those out to the retailers. So hopefully they'll be sending those out shortly and we'll dive right into it. As always, too, you can order on Amazon, uh, hardcover, Kindle, Audible, all our options. Uh, for, yeah, this abbreviated podcast. No doubt about it. We're going to talk some Packers and Bills. You know, I think the Packers angle is is so unbelievably interesting because they were our Super Bowl pick. I mean, a lot of people expected those offseason moves to kind of create a new team with a new identity, uh, a roster that's capable of winning in January after kind of bashing their heads against the wall for a decade, losing in January a certain way. You've heard it here on this podcast. I agree with Jim. You know, why be that hamster on the wheel just kind of spinning and spinning and spinning, chasing another receiver? Win with defense, win with that ground game, try to drag the team into the back alley and win like San Francisco tends to win this time of year. Um, Hasn't really worked out. Lost to the Bills would send Green Bay to 3-5. and Then you go to Detroit. And all of a sudden, it's a, a, a game between bottom of the barrel, NFC North teams. It's crazy to think like that. But the pressure on Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay to win this game is massive. You've seen the headlines by now. You've heard Aaron Rodgers on his weekly Pat McAfee program kind of deflect blame, uh, point to the drops, point to many things other than his own play. And uh, note that Tom Clements gave him – his highest grade of the season, uh, an interesting comment. Of course, he comes with a chuckle of sarcasm, but it tends to be an M.O. to kind of encase what he really means with a layer of sarcasm to provide himself an out. Um, I get it. There's been drops. It hasn't been pretty out of these young receivers. The offensive line has cratered, It's not been good. The defense been okay to maybe slightly above okay. You paid Aaron Rodgers 150 million dollars. He's the richest player in the game. Okay, like he needs to rise above all of the muck and be more than a placeholder. And it's it's inevitable, really. The, the arm is going to go, the athleticism is going to go, the mobility is going to go, just a tick. Uh, that word that he used a couple weeks ago, you know, I think every category that you can think of when it comes to quarterback play. Other than his mind, obviously his mind is perfectly fine. He's probably seeing the game better than he ever has. But everything else is just a notch worse, to put it kindly, than it's been the last two years. So this is what you have: an ordinary quarterback. He has played like a numbingly ordinary quarterback. So it would be nice if if the leader of the team would take more accountability. Instead, he sounds more like a father speaking about his sons and, you know, Matt LaFleur is pacifying the situation when he refers to the players on the team as kids, you know, in a metaphor, I oh, you, you paraphrase but like, this is how you talk to your kids. No, I wonder how the grown men in that locker room feel about a comment like that. These are, these are grown men that are playing around Aaron Rodgers. And I think the fact that he isn't just at the podium speaking up and saying, I need to play better. What I put out there is not good enough. Anything short of that just falls short, in my opinion. Um, Not surprising. I mean, this is what we tend to see out of Aaron Rodgers. And at this point, he's probably going to have to go on a 2016-like run to save the Packers season. And it flies in the face of the formula we've talked about on winning with defense in a run game. But clearly, whether it's the quarterback or the coach, they haven't shown much interest in running the football. You know, Aaron Jones, the best player on the team, is getting eight carries one game, nine carries the next game. It's it's pathetic how much he's ignored in this in this offense. We know Aaron Rodgers has autonomy at the line of scrimmage. Isn't him changing? The plays that are coming in is a worse game plan. We heard ex-packer John Kuhn, uh, a very close ally of Aaron Rodgers, ripped the game plan on CBS sports radio, Zach gelb interesting interview there from, from John Kuhn to publicly, I mean, he works for the Packers and to publicly criticize the game plan. That um, don't take that lightly. That's telling when um, a surrogate of, of the quarterback is already out there kind of casting blame. Uh, maybe the game plans have been weak. Um, Aaron Rodgers has been missing throws, too. I, I don't think that he should just be completely forgiven for losses to Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, Taylor Heineke. He's just going to have to get hot. He's going to have to somehow start improvising playing outside the pocket, outside the confines of the offense, which is how it kind of ended with Mike McCarthy long ago. But, you know, that seems to be when he's most comfortable and at his best. And if he's just going to kind of bail on the offense, he might just have to start not have to. He may just do it. He may just start doing his own thing. We're we're gonna see. This is a very good Buffalo Bills defense that just shut down Patrick Mahomes on those last three drives with their big addition and Von Miller. And, um now Aaron Rodgers is the back-to-back MVP. Maybe there's something deep inside of him that can go on a run here. He seems to be very, very calm, like he always is. And in the past, he's been able to kind of snap his fingers and, and get it rolling. If he doesn't have Devontae Adams, he doesn't have Michael Finley, Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, a young Randall Cobb, Donald Driver. Um, He doesn't have those kind of players out there to just all of a sudden start improvising with outside of the scheme like he has in the past. You know, when things were going south of that offense, he he could just kind of start doing his own thing. And I don't think we should let the Packers off of the hook because this is something that they should have seen coming from a mile away. You know what they did see it coming they absolutely saw it coming at the end of 2019 13 and 3 season no less but there were signs in Aaron Rodgers's play toward the end of that season that suggested he may be like every other Hall of Fame quarterback into their late 30s little off the fastball right I just that just starting to regress a little bit so they take a developmental quarterback out of Utah State with a big arm and athleticism and you know, all kinds of just a cluster, you know what, around him that last year at Utah State. So they saw him have to create, which they loved about his game. You bring him in, you develop him for a couple years, and that was the plan. And Aaron Rodgers just threw a wrench in that plan by winning two MVPs. Uh, but they saw the sign there. Now I think now we're seeing the reason that they drafted Jordan Love all along. Aaron Rodgers is starting to regress. You have to think of the future. And yet Green Bay screwed up in a colossal, colossal way by doubling down. By, Let's hey, we'll see you. Nice you. Good to meet you, too. Um, they screwed up in a colossal, colossal way by conceding. Um, they were held hostage all off season. They were dragged out to the public square. They were flogged. They were ridiculed. And, and Aaron Rodgers just kind of let it hang out there the offseason of twenty. 21 into that 21 season, um, and to convince him to come back, beg, begging him and pleading him, almost in tears at the podium. If you remember some of what we saw uh, from from the head coach, um, he was given a say in personnel. Uh, you know, they Aaron Rodgers had that epic press conference, right, where he kind of just let it all out, ripped the franchise up and down. And clearly Green Bay said, all right, you can – you're allowed to do whatever you want behind the scenes. You can have a seat at the table. You know, let's bring back your pal Randall Cobb, who's old and slow and washed and kind of a slot receiver who – you know, he can think like Aaron Rodgers, too. They're both seeing the game out there at a different level, which is why he loves playing with him. But his mere presence alone is going to stunt the development of somebody else that you should be playing a decade younger – but, yep, he's got that seat. He—we've talked about it, but like, you know, shot or no shot, I don't—I don't give a damn. But he lied to the public and misled the public, and the, the Packers were okay with that. MVP again—is he going to retire? And they give him 150 mil. No. They go all, all, and. A shot at a Super Bowl. And if Jim Monas was standing right here, he'd repeat what he repeated, then it's absolutely worth it because if you don't have an Aaron Rodgers, you're chasing an Aaron Rodgers. And so I get it. I absolutely get it. You don't want to get lost in purgatory. But as we said, what a golden opportunity to you take your, your three or four first rounders, two or three seconds, a package of players, however, you want to slice it, they really could have set themselves up for the future. Dealing a quarterback and sticking to their guns. Instead, now they're half-pregnant, as Rex Ryan used to say. They're halfway in. They drafted Jordan Love, yet they went all-in on Aaron Rodgers. If he chooses to retire, they're in salary cap hell. His play's regressing. The team around him isn't as good as we thought. It all seems like it'd be a Bills blowout, right? We've seen Aaron Rodgers pull out these games before. I'm not going to count him out. I'm not going to count the team out. You know their their hope is to win like they won at Arizona last year without Devontae Adams. Arizona was undefeated at the time, and they shortened the game. They ran the ball. They didn't turn it over. They didn't have big mistakes. It was just a sound, fundamental game in every way. That's what you have to do against the Bills somehow to keep Josh Allen off of the field. I, they're just so damn good at home here. It's hard to imagine Josh Allen, especially out of a bye. You know they have a week to prepare. That's the week. Game plan to get healthier. I mean, the Bills were banged up early in the year, now they're as healthy as they've been. It, it, it's hard to see a path for Green Bay in this game. Um, you never know. Hey, you never know. But it just seems like one team is the best in the NFL, if not, you know, the top three. And think Green Bay has a lot of answers that, that they've. they've Oh, they haven't been able to find. So, hey, come on out here Sunday. We'll talk about it. We'll break it down. Uh, Sunday at 2 o'clock here at Fatty Beer Company. At some point, you would think some urgency or some panic would set in. I think that's probably a good thing. I, I was on Jair Alexander's side when he stood there in London and said, yeah, I'll be worried if we lose the jets. And obviously he's tits, tits, you know, the principal's office by the quarterback and told not to talk in those terms. And I mean, guys should be able to speak freely, think freely. I mean, they're grown adults. I think the, the time to, of viewing people around the quarterback as second rate, second fiddle, teenagers, you know, staying out past curfew and needing to have a talking to, that's over. I mean, there's talented guys in that locker room that need to be treated like adults. And these press conferences with the head coach and the quarterback, I don't know. If I'm listening to that and I'm playing in that locker room, I I find it um, odd at best and a slap in the face at worst. So at what point does Matt LaFleur get up to that podium and sound like a head coach? Because right now he doesn't sound like a head coach. It sounds like he's conditioning every statement in a way to not piss off Aaron Rodgers, kind of like we're back in that offseason of 2021 when the Packers were held hostage, and they don't know what Aaron's going to do. They don't know if he wants to play. It sounds a lot like that, to be honest. Um, at, at some point, it wouldn't hurt for a coach to, I good coach and well, demand a little bit more out of the quarterback, but we haven't really gotten that. Um, could, the, could a blowout loss to the Bills be the, the kick in the ass, that it does just change the rhetoric. Out of 1265, possibly. Possibly that's what does it. Um, It's a long season. And I think what does work in Green Bay's favor, not to be all gloom and doom if you're a Packer fan listening to this solo pod and you're rambling on and on. What does work in Green Bay's favor is the NFC is a watered-down, just a mess. I mean, how many elite teams right now are clearly elite in the conference? Phillies undefeated. Minnesota's 5-1 and one and smack Green Bay in the opener. I know they've won ugly, but they've won. They're winning the game, so they lose with Mike Sammer. With Mike and if you want to learn more about why, uh, we have a story up. I go along I talk to uh, Cameron Dansler, a cornerback who really brings to life everything that Terrence Newman and those sources we're, we're talking about when it comes to Mike Zimmer and a toxic culture and cleansing that out of the building and bringing in something new and promising with Kevin O'Connell. It can sound opaque and vague and nebulous. Ugh, does this culture talk even mean? I get it. But what I've tried to do with that series before um, the season on the Vikings, that two-parter, and then talking to Cameron Dancer at length is it, it matters because now you're a quarterback and you're, you're not a robot. You're not just, Overthinking out there. You're just playing on instinct, and you don't have a head coach telling you, "Oh, I don't care about you. You're injured." The answer did not hold back when it came to Mike Zimmer. So the Vikings are in a good place now. Elsewhere in the NFC East, I mean, we have to consider. We got to take the Giants seriously. You know, you have to. It, it's hard to wrap your brain around it, but they just keep finding a way to winning to win. And, and Brian Dayball on coaching, it absolutely matters. Uh, Dallas, Dallas has Jack Prescott back and they've got a good record. So have to take them seriously. I mean, never count San Francisco out. Uh, they, they've got a ton of injuries on defense. Jimmy Kropolo will, will probably hold them back at some point, but he'll take them to a point. He will. Um, but yeah, I mean, it really is a wide open conference and you still have the back-to-back MVP and we've seen him do it before. Can he just somehow endure a little magic here and and get on the type of run we've seen in the past? I'm I'm extremely skeptical, obviously, but there's always that chance. Um, We do have all those first-round picks on defense. Maybe things click there. That's what's in their favor. It's just there aren't a lot of teams right now that look dominant. Anybody can really beat anybody. It wouldn't surprise me if Green Bay was able to – beat Philadelphia in a game if they were to play. And it wouldn't surprise me if Green Bay were to go to Detroit against the one-win Lions and lose. So that's what the NFL wants. They want everybody looking at that in-the-hunt graphic around Thanksgiving, seeing their favorite team up there. So you pretty much will have every team up there right now, close to. <sighs> All righty, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Um, if you enjoyed the podcast, would love it if you're rated, reviewed. I Always forget to mention that. So that's the way we can kind of keep this thing growing is if you just let us know you enjoy it. As always, golongtd.com, punch in your email. Uh, you can get all of our stories there. Free options, pay options. We have a lot of great stuff coming up. I took a trip to New Orleans, actually, recently for some stories. So you're going to see that very soon and have some more trips planned. Thanks to you. I mean, your investment into Golong is what makes all this possible. And once again, please, 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 would love it if you gave the blood and guts a read. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, Walmart, Indie Books, wherever you can get this baby. I appreciate it. And if you want to get it directly from me, that'd be awesome, too. I'd love to personally personally sign a, a copy of it for you. And again, we're going to be here Sunday, so maybe we'll see you in the flesh. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Enjoy the games.